Hey everybody, this is Sharon Trivatsa. I am in uh, Calgary, Canada with my good friend Cliff Stevenson and it's been an amazing couple of days and I wanted to take uh, some time just uh, in Hey Final Car Ride with Cliff to recap as we were recapping our time together and we didn't get a chance to really Facebook Live or record a lot of things that we did behind the scenes and I always love to give people a behind the scenes interaction of the the impact and the and the intensity that we had these last couple of days of just uh, really great insights and culture and value to Cliff and his team and the agent so um, what I want to do today is give you a little behind the scenes of instead of just you know, having a curated version of me telling you here the five things that I took away, I want to use this time to maybe get Cliff's perspective on how the last few days went and if there are some practical takeaways that uh, we could provide to each of you so that you can take the experience that we had today in the last couple of days here in Calgary and install them in your business. So, um, Cliff, while you're watching the road, let's, uh, let, me ask you, let me ask you a few high-level questions. Sure. So the first one was, um, when you've, you know, you, you guys, you guys, you and your partner run uh, Remax First, which is the first Remax in Canada, uh, one of the most uh, productive and impactful Remax offices in the system. When you think about building the business, recruiting agents, and thinking about culture, let's talk about culture for one second. Like, what is what is one thing that you do when you recruit agents, when you're interviewing agents? What is one thing that you really look for to see if they're the right fit for your brokerage? Well, I think that a lot of that comes from where they take the conversation as well. So, so if somebody's sitting down across from me and the first thing out of their mouth is, what are the fees? Or how many leads do I get from the broker? Right off the bat, I know it's gonna be a challenging conversation. So that's where I'll start first of all. But secondly, the conversation on culture, I, I'll be totally frank, it's always a challenging conversation. It's tough to explain culture. It's a lot easier for somebody to experience culture, but it's tough to explain it. So when I'm explaining culture in our brokerage, I'm referring to things like our social events per year that we have fantastic attendance from our agents with. I'm talking about the collaboration sessions we have on Monday morning and Thursday morning at the brokerage, the education, but the, the desire for our own agents to share with our own agents. The number of panels we have with our own agents that are willing to share and open the vault on their business. That kind of scenario I can talk to and I can try and explain to other agents and, and invariably because that's not a very common scenario in brokerages um, that's new to them and they're, they're that's, that's intriguing but I've always said I mean I, if you're looking for culture because you, you haven't had it where you're at great here's what we do here's the 10 things but to explain what culture in a brokerage is and and you're not that's not really top of your list for what you're looking for in a brokerage it's a challenging conversation we do our best to explain what we have I always, always, always recommend after I'm done talking to a, a potential agent is to contact or talk to one of our own agents, independent from me or my business partner, Rick Campos, and ask them the questions about culture independently. Just like get me out of the conversation, let them share why culture is important for them and how they've, you know, what the experience has been like for them from the cultural perspective. I think that our own agents are by far and away our best both best spokespeople for sure yeah so, so the one thing that there's an underlying theme there and I think um, agents whether they're on teams whether they're recruiting agents to be on teams brokers that are thinking about growing their businesses they need to realize one thing and the one thing is that just by the nature of how our business is set up you know the independent contractor business around the world 
uh, people don't realize that our business is a very lonely business. Absolutely. So it's a very lonely business. And I think you said a couple of things there that I, a lot of people can take away is, um, I always talk about this and we did this at Telus when we were growing it. I will tell you that culture in, is cadence. Culture is all, is all about cadence, right? You can't just show up one Wednesday morning, write an amazing email to the company, to your team, to your office, to your staff, whatever, to yourself, to your clients, and actually expect there to be a bond that is, you know, unshakable. I think what you said, and you, you answered, you said there are a couple of touch points that you guys have regularly. So two, two questions. Question number one, can you talk about, hey, what are the... Uh, regular touch points that you have scheduled for the bro for the brokerage for the team to come together that's number one and number two um, how does somebody come up with something like that for themselves okay so first question is every Monday morning we have a Monday morning sales meeting and I think for different people who might be listening that means something different to each person there are I've been a part of multiple sales meetings in different brokerages. Some of them are, hey, listen, we got new listings. Let's go share a new listing. Sometimes there's like a caravan tour where you're touring each other listings. Our Monday morning meetings, when we call them Monday morning sales meetings, are inspiration and information. Rick Campos, my partner, is gifted with the ability to provide inspiration to our agents. It's uh, something that they look forward to. They love him for it. He's fantastic with it. The information part, I'm a little bit more on the operation side of thing. It's letting them know what's coming down the pipe from the industry perspective. Uh, I have a segment called Did You Know where I take all the past conversations from the past week and questions from our own agents and say, you know, here are some of the issues and here are the answers to those questions or issues that we've come up with. So the, the regularly scheduled Monday morning, we have great attendance. We put it on Facebook Live to get it to as many of our agents as possible. That's great. Thursday mornings, every Thursday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, we have an education session. Now, some of our sessions are that we have a new agent boot camp that's like, it's like a 16-week course. Sometimes it's not on a Thursday morning. Sometimes it's an agent roundtable where everybody just goes in and shares challenges, ideas, concepts. Um, sometimes we have that panel like I was referring to or one individual agent that's willing to share how they you know, 10x their Instagram followers or whatever it ends up being. It's a, it's a really cool collaboration time. So scheduled Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, we also have scheduled annual events. We have an annual Lobster Fest event where it's an all-you-can-eat lobster and social event that everybody looks forward to every year. It's been going on for years. We have an annual golf tournament for the Children's Miracle Network, Children's Hospitals. We've been running that for the last five years. Very well attended. Um, we have Christmas party. We have Remax first day every year. We rent out baseball diamonds for an afternoon with some coolers of beer, and we go play softball afternoon and have a barbecue afterwards. So there are, there are scheduled events that we have that everybody has in their calendar because they're planned well ahead in, in advance. And that really contributes to our culture too. Every once in a while, we throw in a random, like let's do a mix and mingle. We'll rent up the second floor of a, of a local pub. We'll cram everybody in there and have some drinks and cocktails. And it's amazing the attendance from the people. Like in my previous brokerages, they were awesome. They were great, they had their own cultures, but the, the day of the agents wanting to hang out with other agents was, it was dying. It was, they were, a lot of the events weren't well attended. In this brokerage, there is something very different. And I'm very, very thankful for it. So those are sort of the regular, to the answer that question, those are the regular scenarios that are planned. Um, you know, we have a lot of random things that pop up, but those are ones that people can count on every week and they can count on the events generally every month. Now, the second question I think was, how can somebody implement yep. this? 
it, it's, it's easy. It's, it's not difficult to do this, but what you need is you need a plan and you need a support network. So I, Rick, before my partner Rick, before he brought me on as his partner a couple years ago, uh, this coming January, um, he was doing all of this himself, all of it. And it was a real challenge. To this day, I don't know how he did it, to be honest. With the amount of work that I've taken off of his shoulders, I, I don't know how he managed it all himself. But you have to have support. You have to have a leadership team. Um, you have to have people that buy into what you're trying to do, and they support that initiative, and, and you know what, and are a part of it. They contribute to it. They're, you know, Ashton Coltman is a, is a guy we brought on to our leadership team from another brokerage, and he's brought a bunch of youth and energy and, and ideas to the table, and empowering him to be a part of these events and lead them. Uh, that's a big deal for us, but that's easy for anybody to do. But the plan piece is huge. Why are you doing what you're doing? And who is the target audience? And, and, and why are you creating something? Just Are you creating for just the sake of having, hey, listen, you know what? We have one month that needs an event. No, I mean, let's do something that we're going to have great attendance with. We're going to have people that are excited about it. You know, some things, some events should include families because, you, you know, you want to have family buy-in with realtors. Some should just be realtors only. Um, but having a plan for what you want to do with events and then, more importantly, the Mondays and the Thursdays. Mondays, we've gone through multiple iterations of what that iterations of what that meeting should look like. There are people that say, hey, listen, I'm not coming. It's not the highest and best use of my time because what you're talking about doesn't really appeal to me or I got better things to do with my time. We've had to pivot lots. Thursday morning education, we sent out a survey to our agents last year. Overwhelming response out of 200 agents. We had 118 responses, I think it was. And one of the biggest responses was, we want to have like a you know for new agents a new agent boot camp something that says great you're done the course but now let's get down to the brass tacks here and let's you know tell me where I should be spending my money or not spending my money things like that how do I do what I'm supposed to do on a daily basis so so that kind of stuff is you, you we've changed that up a lot we've we've adjusted we've responded to uh, our agent requests but you have to have a plan with that you have to have something where you sit there and say we got the next quarter plan we got the next half year planned. This Thursday is going to be this, this is this. One of the other pieces of feedback I'll tell you on, on one of our, or a lot of our events is agents being disenfranchised with pitches. And, and we have tons of businesses that are approaching us often to get access to our body of agents because they feel like they have the best product for them or the best service for them. And, and they may, might, but agents turn, turn off the channel when they're bombarded with pitches. Yeah. So we've really had to tweak what we do. We've really had to, uh, you know, uh, play around with it. But that goes back to like anybody can do this. You just have to have a plan. And oh, and I'd also add you have to be responsive. Yeah. So you're spot on. And I'll go back to you know the culture is cadence because we even even just I, I don't want people to overthink this right. The Monday Thursday meetings. There's a commitment to them. There's a commitment to delivering them. There's a commitment to promoting them. It, it's just because you have a Monday morning meeting at nine and Thursday afternoon meeting at two, you just don't. You can't expect people to just show up just because it's a standing meeting on people's calendars. It gets yeah. stale. You got to you got to promote that. You got it's got to be a part of the cadence. Um, for those that are, are follow us on in our past lives, my partners and I at you know at Tells Properties when we were growing it. We used to do one call a week. It was called, you know, my partner Peter did an interview once a week. It was called the Friday Morning Drive. Then I added a call on Mondays. So we had Mondays and Fridays. Then we did a Wednesday call. And the, and the, and the, call, uh, the calls were so well received, we, realized, we decided that we would do calls every day. So 
our cadence was every morning at 9.30, we would do a call. And how we actually picked topics for the calls were whatever questions we got asked. Hey, Sharon, how do you start a geographic farm? So I would go do a podcast on that. I would do a call on that. We would record it. And so every single day of the week at 9.30, the cadence was, hey, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, build your day around it, even if you're driving, because you get to plug into the hive with that. The cadence is how you build culture. And I'll tell you, if you stripped away in our, uh, when we were building Talos, if you stripped away those those five calls a week, it would have dramatically, you know, kind of reduced the impact of our culture and how it was infusing that. So it doesn't have to be complex. You just have to have good kind of cadence around it, right? Well, the interesting part too is I, th- I think part of the culture that we've created and, and it's been in partnership with our associates is the culture of, of listening. And, and, and asking questions. I mean, I, I, I talked to, uh, you know, lots of broker owners and I asked them the question, like, have you, have you surveyed your agents or have you asked them questions like tough questions that they may be challenging answers that, you know, might not make you feel all warm and fuzzy, but have you asked them what they want and then have you listened and adjusted? And let's be totally transparent here. I'm a year and three quarters into being a broker owner. I've been an agent for the last 12 years. This is sort of a new uh, uh, area of the business for me, but I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the feedback loop from our agents and the ability to go be better. And, and that is a culture piece. You have to have that culture with your leadership team and you have to have that culture with your agents saying, we want the feedback, we love the feedback. By the way, thank you so much for giving the feedback and then do, do something with it. Yeah, so, th- so there's one, one question that, um I kind of want to finish off with for leaders of teams, leaders of organizations, brokers, owners, agency owners, more, whoever, or if you're, if you're in, a, in a sales leadership position and it's the concept of planning um, and a lot of people think that only the fourth quarter is business planning time and I'll tell you that that's crazy because whether you're listening to this in October, November or whether you're listening to this in January, February or mid-year, it's never too late to plan. And you don't have to plan a year out. You can plan three months out, whatever. Um, give, give me, Cliff, your quick thoughts on you're speaking to another broker owner. You're speaking to a team leader. How should they think about you know planning both kind of either for themselves or mostly empowering their agents from a planning perspective? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, you and I both know the percentage of agents out there that actually create a plan is like, what, less than 1%, maybe, like tops. So first of all, if if somebody's talking to me about the fact they even have a plan, I'm like, kudos. Good job for you. That's a start. Uh, Timing, yes, it's a challenge. I mean, together, again, another transparent comment. I'm about to lead a brokerage business planning session uh, on October 30th. It's late. Well, this is a, this is a session I probably tried to light for the brokerage beforehand, uh, or a month a month in advance at least. Um, but you know, if somebody's going to sit down and create a plan, you know, there are key components of the plan. And my advice to anybody that's going to be talking with plans, whether it's with a team leader or an individual agent, it's to understand and know what that should look like very well before you even have that conversation. Because I have been sitting there with multiple people in the past that have talked about the plans, and I'm sitting there back, you know, judging and saying. Oh, I don't think that's a key component here. Let's keep this simple. Let's keep this plan simple. Let's have key components to the plan. Let's have a marketing calendar so you know what you're doing for all your activities in 2019. Go execute to the plan. Let's talk about budget. Let's talk about things that, you know, analyze what has worked and what hasn't worked. Like talk about your winners, talk about your dogs. What, what's your history? And, and here's the thing. There are people that come in with one year plans from like the past year or they've been doing it for the last five years and they bring more data so they can actually analyze what they need to do a little bit better than somebody who's just doing it for the first time. 
regardless, go to somebody and talk to somebody when creating a plan that has experience with this or at least has access to some fantastic resources and plans. There are people that will take you down the rabbit hole. With respect to the brokerage planning, which is something that you know you and I have been talking about for the last couple of days with, with Rick and our leadership team, um, we're, we're just getting into that, that realm, that phase. I mean, let's, let's be totally honest. Uh, we have had some loose plans and some, um, you know, plans for recruiting that we've had in place and plans for, you know, metrics and scorecards and things to measure our business and that kind of thing. We are trying to turn over the leaf to have a much more accurate picture on our business and what it looks like to be successful. Measuring success and having a plan in place for that and a plan in place for growth you know, how many times have we had the conversation about so much of this is just simple math. Mm-hmm. If you want to recruit 500 agents and you want it in the next 18 months hmm. and you say, well, this is how many agents I need a month. Well, this is how many conversations I should be having. Then what is the, what does the plan look like to make that happen? Because saying that you're just going to go, you know, call your contacts and, and you know, set up some coffee meetings and that kind of stuff. That's not good enough. That's a conversation between colleagues saying, this sounds like it might be a good idea. Let's go see if this is going to work. It's right. not a plan. It's not intentional and it's tough to execute too. So, so I guess my, my comments to, to broker owners out there is that, you know, if you are creating a plan and you're creating an aggressive plan, create something scalable and sustainable. And you know, you probably get sick of me saying those words mm-hmm. when we talk, but mm-hmm. that's, those are my two favorite words. Um, create something that you're going to, you're going to be able to scale. And it's something that you're not going to fall on your face on the first day at the same time, make them aggressive and make them a plan and go, go execute. So, I mean, I think there are different conversations, same principles, but different conversations with individual agents, teams, brokerages. Um, the absence of plans is dominant in our industry, right? Anybody that says they've got one, I already love you. Like kudos, good on, good on you. Having structure to the plan, having people buy into the plan, having support for the plan, all those components are critical. Otherwise, I would suggest you're probably going to trip and fall. You know, there's also so a couple of quick thoughts. So if, if you are an individual agent um, and listening, thank you for listening. The thought here is that there, the reason you plan is not, it's not it shouldn't be a boring process. Yeah. It's to actually saying, hey, listen, I don't want to make these choices in real time. Mm-hmm. Right? It, you want to say... Over the next 12 months, the next six months, whatever, all, here's what I'm going to do to achieve the goals that I want to achieve. You pre-make the choices. It's, you know, even when you are, for, for example, the number one thing, if, if any of you have ever wanted to get fit, maybe, uh, you know, optimize your health, lose weight, whatever it may be, or you, I'm sure you all know somebody that has done that. The first thing that they do is they plan what they're going to eat, right? They don't say... Uh, you know, they don't drive by the McDonald's and say, I'm hungry, I'm going to get a cheeseburger. They've already decided the night before that they're going to have a salad for lunch. So you automatically drive your car to the place that serves the salad. It's that, and that's what we want the plan for because it helps you make better choices early on. So you, when you, when, if you're stressed out, you make the, we all know we make a worse choice. So if we can pre-make good choices, we're better on the path. So that's for the individual agent. But I'll tell you this, if you're a team leader, broker owner, agency owner, franchise owner, you know, a CEO of a company, it would behoove you tremendously to create a system over the next 30, 60, 90 days, whenever you pick this up during the year, is to ensure that every single person that you, every single high performer, every single person that needs to perform, which should be everybody on your team, should have 
should go through the planning exercise because for two reasons. One, it's good for them. Mm-hmm. And two, it's good for you that they have gone through that. At least that way you know how to support them. So if I work on Cliff's team and Cliff's help, help, helps me with my plan, at least Cliff's knows that, hey, this year I want to lose 30 pounds. This year I want to make $122,000 because it's important for me to do so. And this year I need to spend more time with my son because he's going to college next year. Whatever it may be, those goals are very specific. So now you have a leader that is dialed into why that plan exists. Yes, we can go into the whole conversation, math, etc. But I would suggest that the leader, it, it, it is important for leaders to ensure that every single person on your team has a artifact, a document, something that they put down that gives you the ability to be a great support system. And, and in buy-in for it. And I, I totally agree. And, you know, you, you referred to the fact that this is a lonely business before. We, that, that gets mentioned often. I totally agree. But there is we're all independent contractors or most of us are anyway in this business. And one of the things that's absent in this business is direction. I mean, you're, you're running around and spinning your wheels on what should I do next? How should I do it? Where do I spend my money? I mean, that's the number one question I get as a broker owner. Where should I, especially to a brand new agent, where should I spend my money? Or more importantly, where should I not spend my money? Like, and that's an easy conversation to sit down and talk about all the mistakes I made in the past, but that direction, the ability to open up the book, and see the plan and execute to it because you've created that direction. You've taken the time, you've concentrated your time on just creating that plan. And and listen, you're not gonna wake up tomorrow and create a business plan all by yourself in a locked room and, and say, this is this is gonna be awesome. And listen, if you can and you read a book, kudos to you. But getting support for that and getting somebody that knows what they're doing with creating a business plan, critical, absolutely critical. Yeah. And as a business owner, if you don't have the skill set to do that in the room, bring somebody in to help. Right. How many consultants are out there that would be happy to come in and help create a business plan? Yeah. So we're going to, let's finish off with this, uh, with a rapid fire. So we're going to do a, um, five tips for five tips for leaders. Uh, you can be a, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, even if you're an individual agent crushing it in your marketplace, you still have a team. Your team is your peer agents, your team is your uh, support staff in your office, your team is your broker owner, manager. You, you've got to learn to think about yourself as you're not an individual agent anymore. You have a big, you have a team around you. So if you are, uh, so we're gonna kind of talk about five quick tips and ideas for, uh, it can be mistakes, it can be tips, it can be action plan ideas for um, leaders to, to, to really think about crushing it. And I'll go first and we'll go back and forth, Cliff. We'll do five. Sure. So I'll give you, I'll give you one that I always think about. Um, whenever you are in the year, it doesn't matter when. I, I, I love uh, theming your year. And when I say theming your year, uh, uh, theming the next 12 months, theming a quarter, theming any period is good. The reason I say theming is I don't, I'm not saying, oh, you need to have grit or you need to be unstoppable or relentless. Like, I don't care about this word. What I care about is a theme to help your business. So, for example, your theme may be uh, lead generation. Your theme may be parade and productivity. Your theme may be culture. Your theme may be just marketing. Your theme may be, you know, conversion. If you say, hey, my theme for 2019 is my technology stack. That way, you know which conferences to go to, which blogs to read, which podcasts to listen to. Uh, and it gives, there's no way, there's a lot of noise and you can't keep up with everything. So if you can pick a theme that will dramatically move your business, you can really focus on that theme for, for every year going forward. And I'll tell you right, like, you know, my theme this year in 2019 has been direct response marketing. Direct response marketing has been a big deal for me. And I, I want to, hey, what copy converts? What pages convert? What landing pages convert? What email sequences convert? Like, I've been really kind of geeking out on that. And I've only gone to conferences. I've only bought courses. I've only hired consultants related to that. And from the day I started to today, 
um, I am much better. I am much better in that field, and that's because of a theme. So uh, tip number one would be pick a theme for a short period and really over-index on that theme. So let's try a tip number two from you. Tip number two, I'm going to say build your business, whether you're a team leader or a broker owner, build your business. Uh, if you've got people on your team, which you've referred to, it doesn't matter whether you're single or not, build your business with tools that the agents want or agents need. Build your business with tools that solve problems and pain points. And the only way you're going to find that out is to ask the agents what they want and where their pain points are and how you can help. But don't go and create you know, looking at our tech stack for our brokerage, don't go add something flash. We talked about adding distraction elements for our agents just for the sake of adding something to say, you can say, well, we have this technology here. If it's not needed, if it's not something to be useful for the agents, don't do it, but you're only going to find out what's needed and what's wanted for pain points in, in particular by asking the question. Yeah. Awesome. So here's tip number three, and this is super tactical. Uh, this is a tip where the number one thing that really bothers uh, leaders, sales professionals, people that are high achievers is when you have to do the same thing over and over again. And what I mean by that is, hey, my agents asked me the same question over and over again on whether uh, lead and asbestos are the right thing to do. My agents asked me how to start a geographic farm. My agents, you know, or my clients ask me, hey, uh, can I write two offers at the same time on two homes? Whatever it may be. If you're getting asked the same question more than once, I had I heard this quote from my mentor. He said, if it's worth doing more than once, it's worth creating a system for it. And I really love that. And so even if it is a, if it is an email that you write in response to a multiple offer scenario and you write that every week, I would tell you right now, start a Google document, notes, whatever. It's time to start writing some templates. Uh, agents generally don't like templates, but I will tell you, templates will save you time because you can create it and write it once. Your thank you for submitting your offer, I'm reviewing with my client on Saturday, like that is a template. You're only gonna get eight offers. You shouldn't be writing that acknowledge received is crappy. Like don't do that. Copy, paste, have the right templates in place. People will appreciate it. Um, and if you, if people are asking for like difficult questions, like, hey, how do I navigate on your website to get the right IDX feed? Like flip up on your computer, do a screen recording, record it for three minutes so that you can send them the recording recording. Use video, use audio, use a template, like use templates over and over again. You should not, if you are repeating activities, you're wasting time. There's no leverage around it. So do it once so that you can have significant leverage. So that's tip number three. Yeah. And tip number four, I'm going to say, get everybody on board and spend time getting everybody on board and helping everybody that's involved with your team understand why you're going where you're going and get them completely committed to be there with you. And, and, I, and I, I'm learning this right now. I mean, full, again, disclosure, we are understanding a disconnect between an administrative arm of our business and you know Rick and I going off and recruiting and, and, and trying to grow the business and, and put people in, in, you know, in the seats. Um, we need to spend more time uh, ensuring they understand why we're doing what we're doing, how we're doing what we're doing. You know, we're, we're going off to spend some money to, to attract some agents. Um, and then get them to understand that they're part of that as well. They're a key component of that. But we, it, you can't over-communicate that enough. Uh, we need to do some work on our end. But my recommendation is, and this is based on the personal experience, um, spend the time making sure everybody's on the bus together and they all understand and buy into why they're on that bus. Yeah, I love it. Hey, last one, number five, before we let you all go. I'll tell you this one thing completely changed my life. And this is... Um, the more you can talk about your business, the more you understand your business. And let me explain what that means, right? All of our business is in our head. 
So if I asked you to explain your business every single day, the reason why we're good at listing presentations is because we do them often. The reason why we are good at buyer consultations is we do them often. But if I ask you about your business, and you don't talk about it often, you've just written a plan down on paper, you're executing every day, you, you don't, if you can't articulate your business, you don't understand it very well. So I would suggest this, and you're not gonna be able to find this person right away, find somebody outside your marketplace, right? It can be, if you live in, if you live in Vancouver, BC, find somebody in New York City that would spend 15 minutes with you two times a month. Schedule it, you know, every other week, 15 minutes, two times a month. It doesn't have to be Skype or anything. It can just be a call. And here's what I would tell you, the question you guys should answer. Very simple. Hey, so let's say Cliff's my partner in this. I talked to him two times a month. Hey, what are you working on? That's it. Cliff talks for five, 10 minutes. You talk for five, 10 minutes. I'm working on this. You may be able to give each other ideas. Done. It's very cathartic and you get to talk about your business. We, the greatest, the best agents, you find the best agents on panels, why? They get out there and they talk about their business. They believe in their success. It's, self, it's like an affirmation. They're like, I'm awesome. I got on this panel. I talked about my business more. Therefore, now I said I, you know, I spent three hours doing lead generation. Heck, I told the world that I'm doing three hours of lead generation. I better be consistent with that commitment. They talk, the good people talk about their businesses. You know, if you talk about it, you understand it really well. So the question is very simple. Find somebody either in or outside of your marketplace that can answer the question every 15 minutes where you can talk about 15 minutes, two times a month. Hey, what are you working on? So you should ask the question, hey Cliff, what are you working on? Let Cliff talk and then he'll stop and then he should ask you, what are you working on? You talk and you're like, hey, awesome catching up with you, bud. Done. Just doing that will give you an amazing, one, you'll build an amazing friendship. Two, it'll get, you'll get to process your ideas and you'll understand how to talk about your business. So those are five ideas that you can think about and implement right away. Hey, um, for those of you who want to, you, should, you guys should all follow Cliff. Go to cliffstevenson.com and you'll get a get a chance to get to know Cliff and his brokerage. Uh, follow him on social media as well. And if you're not following me, we're doing a lot of uh, live stuff on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. But wanted to bring you a little behind the scenes conversation on Cliff, what Cliff and I would have anyway. But wanted to share this with you so that you can take one of these and implement and install it in your business and have a better business and have a better life. So uh, thank you all for being with us. Uh, signing off from beautiful Calgary.